When I first launched the podcast for the School of Podcasting, I called it the Morning Announcements. Get it? Because it's the School of Podcasting. Yeah, it's a horrible name. And so maybe you've been legally threatened to change your name because, hey, that's ours. Or maybe your show is associated with being, I don't know, really bad. Or maybe you need to add a tagline to make it more clear as to who the heck you're trying to reach. Today, somebody asked, how do I rebrand my show? And I'm going to explain when do you rebrand, why do you rebrand, and how to do it without shooting yourself in the foot. And we have a because of my podcast story. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. If you want to monetize, I can help with that as well. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, you will save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And today I am answering a question from a friend of mine. His name is Angus Nelson. And he said, hey, Dave, um, I have a question for you, which is often what a lot of people say when they ask me a question. He says, I'm relaunching my podcast under a different name, an intro, an outro, and thumbnail. What is the best practice for this? And do I need to change the old shows and the description, etc., etc.? And so what we're talking about today is rebranding, and it's really not that hard. So we're going to talk about when do you rebrand and how do you rebrand and how do you accidentally not shoot yourself in the foot? Because there is a certain circumstance that you go, oh, yeah, shouldn't have done that. And so let's start off with some of the reasons why do I rebrand? And in some cases, something has changed and your name just doesn't make any sense anymore. In some cases, yeah, your name is just associated with like bad and awful and things of that nature. And in some cases, maybe you've merged with another company, things like that. And I mean, there are a bunch of these, but we're going to stick to podcasting. So let me give you an example of how your name, your brand can be outdated. If you're new to the show, I've been helping people understand technology for decades. In fact, I go back to teaching people how to surf the internet because they didn't know what it was and how to send email. I remember watching people's minds get blown because they would click send and they would like be sending email to the person next to them. They're like, man, it's in their inbox already. Wow. Right. Totally blowing their mind. And so I was also building websites back then using front page, Microsoft front page, a fine product. No, no, it wasn't. And, uh, I had this website called the Musicians Cyber Cooler because back then the internet was called cyberspace. And so I had this newsletter and I was writing articles about how to get more fans and sell more CDs and things like that. And people were like, wow, these are really good. You should write a book. And so I wrote a book called Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum. And then we mentioned that sometimes your name can get outdated. And so I had this newsletter called the Musician Cyber Cooler because it was cyberspace. But then cyberspace 
kind of became synonymous with the word cyber sex. And I was like, hmm, we should probably lose that word cyber thing because it's getting me a lot of traffic that I really don't want. And so I decided to change formats. A friend of mine had told me about podcasting, and I launched the Musician Cyber Cooler newsletter as a podcast. And at that point, I called it the Musician's Cooler. It actually happened 18 years ago this week. I now have 18 years in podcasting, and the first one Yeah, it wasn't very good, and it sounded something like this. Music. Marketing. Mentoring. I hope you're thirsty. This is The Musician's Cooler, where musicians come to trade advice. Hey, everybody. I should say good morning, I guess. This is the the Monday edition April 4th edition of the Musician's Cooler, previously there, the newsletter, and I'm your host, Dave Jackson, moderator of the Musician's Cooler, and in this podcast, our very first podcast, even though technically I've been doing podcasts for about eight months, uh, posted MP3s up on the website, didn't know they were called podcasts, till my good friend Dylan Benjamin uh, read an article of his and he was talking about how podcasting is just going to be huge. And if anybody knows where Dylan Benjamin of MP3 Postcards is, that website doesn't exist anymore, by the way. But that was it. And so a couple things there. Number one, my first logo for the Musician's Cyber Cooler had this weird guitar. And because I was your helping hand, I put a hand at the end of the guitar. It looks really weird. And nobody said, that doesn't really, I don't understand what your site is about by looking at your logo. Now, when I launched the Musician's Cooler, because again, cyber was now outdated, I had a big giant water cooler. And this is where I actually got a designer to design a logo, you know, artwork for my podcast. And this looked much better. It was a big giant water cooler. They did some cool things where they mixed in some music notes, and it was awesome. Now, later, what people still didn't quite get what my show was about, because I'd say it's the musician's cooler, and they would go, like a a wine cooler? Like Seagram's or something? Uh, And I would go, no, it's, it's where musicians come to trade advice, you know, like a water cooler. And when you have to use like a... You know, it's it's like this, but not it's that. Yeah, you've 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 got a branding problem. And so I rebranded that show. Now, here's the problem. It was the musician's cooler for a decade. I did that show for 10 years. Now, here's something that I wanted to share that can save you about 300 bucks. I spent three hundred dollars on a new logo. Well, actually, I spent three hundred dollars on a custom theme song. Because I was like, you know what? I've got a name. I've got a domain name. And I'm going to change it to The Marketing Musician. Because I went around and I went to people. I said, hey, I'm going to do a show called The Marketing Musician. What do you think it's about? And they went, duh. And I am a fan of duh when it comes to names. Because it had marketing and it had musician in the name. And it would make it easier to kind of you know, rank on Google for that. But there was one problem. I'd been doing the show for 10 years. The music business had completely changed, 
and I wasn't in a band anymore. And I was kind of at the like, ugh, I don't know what to say. I don't really want to do this podcast. I don't know. I don't get it. So I said, oh, I know. I will uh, I will get a new theme song, and I'll rebrand it to the marketing musician. And this is kind of like, I think we all know one of these where there's a married couple, and all they do is argue, and then they decide, you know what will fix this marriage? We're going to have a baby. And I'm, from my knowledge, that usually doesn't work very well. But uh, new theme song and all, I thought this would kick me into gear. And the beauty of this is when I hear it, it is the, like, put it on a pedestal example of, hey, somebody needed to edit. It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got. All right, we got some high energy out of the gate. Just make the music. Just make the music. And you can choose. The world just all right, and now Dave. Nope, got a second verse or something here. I don't know. Yep, so many tools you can use now, Dave. So tell the world that's what you're gonna do. Okay. You can't lose. Who can spread the word? Nobody better than you. Yep, okay, now Dave. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. Okay, finally. And the one thing I noticed as I listen to that, the actual name of the show is not sung. I have had people come up to me and go, The School of Podcasting. Yes, so uh, that was bad. And the other thing, even though I had a brand new theme song and I had brand new artwork, yeah, I still didn't want to do the podcast. So if you think that's gonna, if I just rebrand it, and I really think what would have, what I was trying to do is if I rebrand it and I get more people listening to the show, it will inspire me. And this is where I say, sometimes, at least when you start, you got to be ready to do this for free because nobody's going to be listening. Well, the problem was I had an audience. I had a decent audience, but I'd been doing it for 10 years and things had changed. I wasn't in a band anymore. We weren't selling CDs anymore. The music industry had completely changed. And that's what led to me just going, I think I'm done with this. Instead of uh, the rebrand didn't really give it any kind of new life. And that was the end of that show. So what started as the Musicians Cyber Cooler newsletter, it updated to the Musicians Cooler podcast and then later rebranded itself the Marketing Musician podcast. And I'm going to get to how do you rebrand because it's really not that hard, but there are some things you need to consider. And I've got a couple other quick examples of rebrands and why they rebranded right after this. We'll get to how to do a rebrand in a second. I just want to share some insights. You have to be careful with this, especially if you're trying to reach a market that is kind of said, yeah, we don't want you. For example, 60% of millennials said they had never eaten at a Kentucky Fried Chicken. This is a chain of restaurants, Colonel Sanders. I believe this one's global. The 11 herbs and spices. How has that not been leaked to the internet? And so they decided, hey, we need to go after these younger kids. And so they changed their name to KFC. They took the word fried out of their name because, you know, it's not the most healthiest food to eat. And which is also funny. The other one I want to tie in here is Weight Watchers, which for decades has been about losing, you guessed it, weight. 
And so if you don't have a bunch of millennials going to KFC all the time, guess what? You don't need that many people losing weight, but that's actually not true. If one thing uh, Americans do very well, it's eat way too much really bad food. We are, I think it's 60% at least are overweight. Many of us are obese. And one of the reasons why Weight Watchers, which by the way now is just WW. So let's think about that. How do you rank for weight loss when your name is now WW? Yeah. And so here's the thing. Oh, we haven't done one of these in a while. Now it's time for a power rant. All right, we got to take a tangent. So why did Weight Watchers change their name? The intention under the new chief executive, Mindy Grossman, was to modernize the brand amid a cultural shift to body positivity that now emphasizes health and wellness as opposed to counting calories. And what I hear when I when I read this is, well, if you if the name of your place is Weight Watchers, you're fat shaming. And I'm I'm allowed to say this doggone it. Because I'm at least 40 pounds overweight. I am fat. Oh, yeah, he's fine. He's just really fat. I am fat. I am fat. Now, why am I fat? Because I have this stuff called fat on my body to the point that the midsection of me... Look, I have a dad bod. I have a dad bod. And I understand and I approve of body positivity. Because what that really means is you care about yourself. But when you look at... Like, I can't right now go, look at me... I am, everyone should be like me. Uh, No, you shouldn't because I'm 40 pounds overweight. And there's this thing called unhealthy. And if you look into it, being 40 pounds overweight is not healthy. Um, okay. This is news to me. Now, being positive about yourself and believing that you can lose that weight, absolutely. Because if you don't believe in yourself, then you'll get depressed. And when you're depressed, you know what you're going to go eat? That's right. More KFC. So enough with the body positivity nonsense. Look, it's called unhealthy. It's something you shouldn't strive to do. Uh, And if you are overweight, by all means, love yourself because you're a wonderful person. But take care of what you have, and that's your body, because it's the only thing you got to ride into the future. End of Power Rant. So let's do a little podcasting 101. First of all, your podcast has a feed, and if you're going to go, wait, does that mean YouTube is not a podcast? That is correct. Technically speaking, YouTube is not a podcast. A podcast has a feed, and your feed is mirrored. So it is the source, and it is mirrored by Apple, Google, Spotify, and any other place you list your show. And yes, you should be listing your show everywhere. If you want downloads, just a thought. And so with this in mind, if I go to Apple and try to update my description, well, it won't work because Apple just displays whatever is in my feed. Again, your feed is the source. It is the heartbeat. It is the blood of your podcast, which is why there are times when you can really shoot yourself in the foot. So we're not talking about moving from one host to another. We're not talking about going from whatever, Libsyn to Buzzsprout or Buzzsprout to Captivate or whoever. We're talking about, I like my media host, whoever it is, and I've made a bad name. So for instance, I started a podcast as kind of a test, but not really. It was called Leading the Bleeding. 
and it was about the new technology, the podcasting 2.0, and I had to explain the name every time I said it, like the bleeding edge of podcasting, and it dawned on me, I was like, that's a bad name. And so now it's called the future of podcasting. So I didn't change my media host. I did add a co-host, and in the process of doing all that, we rebranded it. Now here's one of the things in this scenario. So you're sticking with whoever your host is, and you're going to update the artwork, you're going to update the name, you're going to update the description, everything else like that. So what you want to do is first put out an episode that says, hey, we're going to rebrand this show. So when you see the artwork change on whatever day and the name goes from name A to name B, there's nothing wrong with your device. I'm just rebranding. I wanted to let you know. And what you want to do is put that episode out on a day that you normally don't put an episode out. So I've been hitting Monday for 18 years now. So if I was going to do this to this show, I would have done it on like a Wednesday to where people go, wait, why is Dave on my phone on a Wednesday? They listen to it. Hey, I'm rebranding the show. That way you always want to keep your audience in the loop. Then whoever your host is. So with Libsyn, for the record, I work there, go to settings and then podcast. And you'll see there's your artwork. There's your description. There's your website. And we're going to talk about that in a second. There is your author name, things like that. And so rebranding could be as simple as putting something like a tagline. So maybe my show is fitness after 50. Well, okay, that's a pretty decent name if you think about it. But what if it's really for men and not females? My target audience, nothing against females. I actually like females a lot. And uh, I'm doing this for men, though. So it might be, you know, fitness after 50, colon, uh, tips and tricks for men to avoid the dad bod. Whatever. I'm, I'm totally spitballing these off the top of my head. But I'm niching down. I'm kind of trying to let my audience know who this is for. You know, maybe I just make a podcast called, you know, Death of the Dad Bod. That would be fairly obvious. You want a name that is obvious. Leading the Bleeding was not. Sounds like some sort of weird podcast for nurses. And you want your keywords in there. And that's where a lot of times people will have a good name, but they really want to let people know who this is for. So they'll add a tagline. Now, make sure your tagline is not something janky. Haven't word used that word in a while. Janky. Don't even know what it means, but it's fun to say. And people used to do the stupid say, thing where they go, inspired by Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Zig Ziglar. Do you know Zig Zig? Zig Ziglar was a guy. He was a sales guy. Zig Ziglar. Yeah. And uh, it was it was just keyword stuff. Don't do that. That will get you kicked out of Apple. But you can add a tagline, and Apple is fairly knowledgeable in spotting what is a tagline and what is just blatant keyword stuffing. So there is that. That could be as simple as that. Now, if you change your artwork, if you change your artwork, and let's say your artwork was creatively named, you know, showartwork.jpg, and your artwork should be anywhere between 1400 and 1400 by 1400, all the way up to 3000 by 3000, but, but please keep in mind the file size, not the file dimension, should be under 500 kilobytes 
it helps with the apps to update you. Because when you have something that's like, I don't know, 10 megabytes, that means you're 20 times the recommended size. File size, not the dimension. And if your artwork is called showartwork.jpg and you make a new artwork and you call it showartwork.jpg, the apps aren't going to know that that's actually something new. So you could get super creative like showartwork2.jpg. And that way the apps will go, hey, that's that's not what was there the last time I checked. And they will update your artwork, assuming again that it's 1,400 by 1,400 up to 3,000 by 3,000 under 500 kilobytes. There you go. That will do that. Your description, easy to fix. Your website is something you can point to. And this is in, again, your show's setting, and that should be pointing at your website. And you have a website, right? If your answer is no, mm, unless this is a real just passion project, most of the magic, like signing up for a newsletter, subscribing to the show, all those things you want people to do, it's on your website. So even if you're not rebranding and you're listening to this, go check your settings and make sure that your podcast is your podcast and not the website that came with your media host. And not that that's a bad thing. And the media host, whoever it is, doesn't know what to point at. So they point at their website and it's up to you to go, oh, no, no, thanks. I appreciate that. I have my own website. So that's the thing to keep in mind with your album artwork. And then when you make these changes, so you could change your author Keep in mind the author field is what you see like an Apple podcast where it's like by or from or whoever, and that is searched for by Apple. So is the name of your show. And according to James Cridlin, they search your description. I was under the assumption that they do not search your description, but in one podcast I heard James said that they do. So we'll go with a maybe on that. I need to verify that. But the bottom line is, When you make all these changes, realize it's going to take 24 hours for those changes to show up in the apps. Why? Because your feed is the heart of your podcast and those mirrors are on an up to 24 hour delay. Now, in reality, it might take somewhere like a couple hours, but it will take it's not an instantaneous thing that when you click on save, Presto, there's your new brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be talking about another way you can shoot yourself in the foot in just a minute, but let's talk about we're still in the midst of changing things. Now, you've changed your artwork, you've changed your name, you've changed your description. Here are some things to consider. That is great for now going forward. But Dave, I've got 38 episodes that I did before. What do I do with those. Now, this is up to you. It really is. If you've got the time, well, and you've had, because you don't have to do this, some people have episodic artwork. I have episodic artwork. If you look in certain apps, not Apple though, (laughs) because, you know, that would make sense, but certain apps show episodic artwork, meaning every episode has a different piece of artwork. You can do that if you want. Don't have to. I do. I think it's fun, but it doesn't show up in every app for whatever reason. Come on, Apple. So that drives me nuts because Apple, you can see your artwork on kind of the web-based version of their stuff, but not the actual podcast app. Anyway, what do I do with that? 
because it still shows the old name. Well, there are a couple ways to approach this, and as always, it's a podcast, so it depends. One of the reasons why I always recommend you do the, hey, we're changing our name, is that way when episode 40 is welcome to the new name podcast, episode 39 was we're changing our name, and episode previous to that, 37, is the old name, Assuming your audience has average intelligence, they should be able to figure out that, oh, that one where they said, we're changing our name, everything before that shows the old name. And so there's a part of me that goes, yeah, okay, we're good for that. Should I then go in and change the intro of every episode? Yeesh. 37 episodes. And for some of you, that's like 120. Some of you, it's 300 If you got the time and it really bugs you, by all means, have at it. For me, I didn't. I had an episode that said, hey, we're changing the name. We're changing the artwork. And if you go to the episodes before that, you'll hear the old intro and you'll see the old artwork. Now, maybe someday I'll go in and change that. It really is up to you. For me, I'm putting the intelligence of my audience and saying, I bet they can figure it out. And some of you, especially if you're in marketing, because marketing's role is to notice those little things and that will drive them nuts. And that's where you can go in and just change the artwork. And maybe what you do, and this is where, again, there are 37 different ways to do this. Maybe you take the show artwork and you upload it to all the episodes. So they all have the same artwork And then over time, you go back and update that. It's really up to you. But when you change the show's artwork and the description, everything I talked about before, that's good from now going forward. And this is kind of how I test this. When was the last time you went back to like episode 13 of whatever show you're listening to? Yeah, me neither. I listened to the new stuff. And here's the thing. And this is just me now. Realize this is just me. This is what I'm basing this on. When I find a new show, I look at the first things, and then what I do is I scroll, and I'm not looking at the artwork. I'm looking at the title. I'm looking at the title, and that is another thing as we talk about rebranding. If maybe the first 38 shows were episode one, episode two, episode three, episode, yeah, I would definitely go back and change those. In fact, you can change them anytime you want. Remember, your podcast is a recipe. It's not a statue. And I have done that in the past where I looked at it and go, what was I thinking with this title? Because it was kind of an inside baseball thing. And you can go back and change those. And again, remember, any changes you make will take 24 hours to do that. So when it comes to the artwork and especially the intro, that's up to you. And if you got the time and it bugs you enough, change it. And realize you could do that a couple a day. I'm doing that with one website I have called Podcasting Resources where I'm switching to a new system and I do maybe two or three a week. Why? Because it doesn't really bug me. The website looks outdated. It's not one of my main projects and I have a new system I'm moving everything into and eventually when I move them all, I'll turn off the old one and turn on the new one. It's not a high priority for me. For you, you might go, oh, I can't stand that. I've got to do it. Well, then by all means, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up, we have a because of my podcast story. Right now, I want to talk about how you can shoot yourself 
in the foot with a rebrand. And the first one is super easy. Let's say I'm starting a new show and I decide to call it, I don't know, the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, that's probably going to get me in a little bit of hot water. So when you go to start a new podcast, at the minimum, use Apple and Spotify and Google and search for your show so that when you decide to have a show called Thinking Outside the Box or there's one talking stuff, yeah, there's like 38 of each of those shows, literally. Thinking Outside the Box has at least over 20. And I'm like, you you do realize you're not thinking outside of the box when it comes to your name. So that's one way that you go, oh, I have to rebrand. I remember the early days of the School of Podcasting, Rich Palmer had the Miami Valley Music Cast. But there was a company that had the name Music Cast, and they said, yeah, sorry, which was kind of weird because anyway, but you can get in trouble when you use somebody else's name. So I don't know, avoid doing that. That would make sense. The other way you can shoot yourself in the foot. Now, what I'm going to say is about websites, and I'm going to use the number one example of a web-based feed, but I'm not saying nasty things about Blueberry. I've known Todd Cochran and Mike Dell for over a decade, and so I'm not Blueberry bashing. I'm just using them as an example. So with Blueberry, they have a really popular plugin called PowerPress, and it's been around forever. But realize, remember, we said the feed, the feed is the heart of your podcast. And so let's say I set up Dave Jackson podcast time.com. I'm just pulling this out of my rear end. And I use WordPress and I throw PowerPress on there and it's making my feed. Dave Jackson podcast time.com slash feed. Well, I decide that that name is a little too broad and I decide to niche down and I come up with a new name, but I also decide I'm going to have a new website. So you can do that, but it's a little more than a rebrand now. We're we're rebranding the podcast, but we're also rebranding the whole show. And this is what happens is you'll go, okay, you uh, you make a whole new website, which is fairly easy to migrate a WordPress site to another WordPress site. And all is well, and the new website is up, and you go over, and with the new, so the new website is whatever, uh, daveshouseoffun.com, and you go over and you delete the old podcast. Well, guess what was on that? Your feed, which means you just killed your podcast. So anytime you do any kind of rebranding, and it's somehow going to change your feed, Hire someone, preferably me, to ask and say, hey, am I going to shoot myself in the foot? And this does not include your web developer in the same way that you wouldn't hire me to do a tricked out website. That's not my thing. Do not ask your web designer to do major surgery on your podcast because they'll go, I don't know, just delete it. And then you do. And that's happened in real life. And you just deleted your podcast. Now, can you get it back? In some cases, yes. In some cases, oopsie. So if you're doing anything with your feed or your website, get somebody who knows what they're talking about. And 
I don't know. I don't want to be mean, but there are many a person now that calls themselves a podcast consultant because they can point at the purple icon and go, that's Apple. I, yep, see, I identified that. That's an Apple podcast right there. And uh, I, you might want to have somebody who has maybe just a slightly larger amount of knowledge about podcasting and how it works so that you don't, I don't know, lose your audience. I'm, uh, I'm trying not to be snarky and failing miserably. So that's another thing. When you get to rebranding, if you're going to have a new website, and that's why in the past I always said control your feed. And that's why I work with companies that I trust. So that could be Libsyn. Again, full disclosure, I work there. So Libsyn, Captivate, Buzzsprout, Blueberry, those are probably the four that I know the most about. They're solid, and it's the ones I recommend over the new services or the free services. But those are the ones that I feel you can't go wrong with. Please notice I didn't mention anything about the hosting formerly known as Anchor. Don't trust those guys as far as I could throw them. And there are other ones that, to me, just meh, they're okay. Now, with Blueberry, and you can do this with any host. So if you are if you decided to self-host and you're using PowerPress, because a lot of people use PowerPress because, again, it's a great plug-in. I personally have a love-hate relationship, which is about 70% hate, 30% love with WordPress. So I do not base my feed on anything that touches WordPress because I've just had the white screen of death way too many times. If you are using WordPress, definitely have it backed up, if not backed up twice, because eventually some plugin is not going to like the other plugin or it's going to update or something like that. So I don't use WordPress for my feed. You feel free to. Lots of people do. I do not. If you're worried about that, Blueberry does have a feature called Podcast Mirror where you can put your feed in there and then point. So basically, instead of Apple pointing at your feed, you point them at Podcast Mirror, which then points at your feed from your media host. That way, in the event, your media host goes kablooey and you get a new media host. All you have to do is update Podcast Mirror to look at your new host and all the apps update, which is fine and dandy. It's kind of a redundancy My only thing about it is, and this is, if you could see me, I'm holding up fingers like it's a little issue, very small, but it's almost not an issue. And that is when you publish, you now have to wait for Podcast Mirror to update to catch your update, which will then update the app. So there's one more level of updating. So it might take slightly longer for the apps to update. But if you're worried about the reason I don't like my feed on a WordPress site is the first time, one of the first times I had an issue and all of a sudden the school of podcasting got really, 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 really popular to where it almost brought it. It brought my website to a crawl because so many people were hitting the feed. So back then if podcast mirror had existed, I could have used that and let all the apps look at that and let podcast mirror absorb the bandwidth. But For me, I trust the companies I'm working with. I know that in the event they did go out of business, they would alert me and then I could move to something else. So that's just something to keep keep in mind is when you go to rebrand, again, make sure it's not messing with your feed. And if it is, 
Get someone involved who understands the workings of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe times have changed and your name is outdated. Maybe your artwork is outdated. Maybe you have merged with some other group. For whatever reason, there are many reasons to rebrand your show. If you're not changing media hosts, you can simply go into your podcast settings, update your artwork, update your description, update your website, and then save your changes and wait 24 hours. Welcome to Because of My Podcast, where we spotlight the results people are achieving because of their podcast. Because of their podcast. I met Jen Dragonette, and can we just pause for a second to say, how cool is it to have the word dragon in your last name? I met her at Podcast Movement Evolutions. We got to know each other, and I'm actually on episode 60 of her show, The Cure for Podfade. And one of the reasons why it doesn't take 15 minutes to record a 15-minute podcast is when you do an interview, there's the little chit-chat at the beginning, then there's the interview, and then there's, in my case, many times, a longer conversation at the end of the interview, because really, for me, the benefit of an interview is that relationship you're building. And Jen spit out that story, and I was like, hey, uh, that's a because of my podcast story, and here it is. Okay, so the best because of my podcast is I started out, I quit finance, then I started as a health coach and became a chronic illness coach. And I ended up in a clubhouse room as a networking event. And because of my podcast, everyone was asking me about podcast questions. The room organizer was like, well, do you have a course? And I was like, of course I do. I did not. Right. At all. And, you know, two years later, here I am. I'm a producer and editor and built a business and creating a movement around the cure for pod fade. So that's my because of the podcast story outside of the one of that podcasting actually saved my life. Well, now we got to hear that one. <laughs> it's that a bonus. A sad story. Buy one, get it's one free. It's a bonus, free. really sad story. Though. Ah. Are you sure you want that? <laughs> if not, I'll edit it out. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so I started podcasting, launched in one day, just kind of, you know, started doing the things. Then, you know, 2020 hit, which was fun. And I started to go down a really dark, dark, dark path. Um, at night, I would pray that this would be my last breath because I felt so unworthy of the air I was breathing. I didn't feel worthy of the oxygen that was around me because I felt that somebody else deserved it more than I did. And I had a guest on my show. And her story impacted me so much that me as a borderline goraphobe who is afraid of germs got on a plane and went to Costa Rica and met with her and had a went to a seventh day event with her and sat on the floor and the first day and she asked me who am I and everybody had these beautiful stories we're supposed to write it out and I just wrote who am I who am I who am I and when it came to me I just had a breakdown and then through podcasting, I actually have a podcast that I will never say the name of. Never. I changed my voice changer. I was able to share all the things that were stuck inside. And um, yeah, it saved my life. That interview saved my life and pushed me out of my comfort zone and allowed me to rediscover myself. And it was all because of podcasting. There you go. See, happy ending. <laughs> it was a happy ending. It's a sad beginning, but it's a happy it's ending. Well, and if people want to find you, they go where? Carefulpodfade.com. That See. leads you to all my websites, all my things. 
Thank you, Jen. I said it 18 years ago. I think podcasting is going to change the world, and that doesn't always mean it's about money. In some cases, it is. In many cases, it's not. And in some cases, it's just going, hey, I want to leave the old me behind. If we go back to body positivity here, right? I know I'm a good person, but I don't like where I am. Sometimes the way you throw off your old mask and put on a new one is by starting a podcast and meeting a whole world who's never met you before. And I'd love to help you do that. Thanks again to Angus Nelson for the question. If you have a topic you would like to hear on the show, that's how I pick my stuff because then I know it's something my audience wants to hear. You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com. You'll see there's a lot of stuff to do there. You can sign up for my newsletter. If you want to send me a note, there's a contact button there. Of course, you can sign up for a monthly or yearly subscription. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for those of you that have been around for 18 years. Listen to me yap on. I do appreciate it. I'm so glad you're here. Um, People have always said, when are you going to retire? I remember I appeared in a documentary called The Messengers, a podcast documentary. I'll have a link in the episode description. It's on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. And here is my clip on retirement. I want to be that guy that looks back and when we're consuming podcasts in our head through the chip or whatever is going on at the time and go, yeah, I remember when there was no iTunes and when there was no Google and kind of be able to hopefully help people, uh, you know, uh, eliminate some of the headaches and, and things like that. I'll still be doing that. My wife asked me, uh, when are you going to stop podcasting? I said, the day you bury me. When you bury me until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Oh, good. You're still here. I, in researching to find my first episode, I found episode four of battling bands. So it's, you know, it's rock. It's, it's this band against that band. And somehow I am doing an NPR kind of, uh, Delivery. This is BattlingBands.com. Alrighty. Hey, welcome to the fourth podcast for BattlingBands.com. I am your host, Dave Jackson, and uh, just a reminder that uh, the voting for this current promotion of BattlingBands.com is, o- is over on April 15th, which of course will give you the blues. 